Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, grace and peace, the love of God. This is Pastor Deidre Morrison here, and we are saying a good God bless you and a good morning. Thank you all so much for joining us for our Zion Travail's prayer and impartation call. This is the day that the Lord has made, amen, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We want to welcome you this morning. Thank you so much for joining us for our Zion Travail's prayer and impartation call. You all can meet us here. We are here every Tuesday and every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where brothers and sisters from around the country and abroad, we like to come together to lock arms to pray, to seek the Lord while he may be found, and to call upon him while he is near. If this is your first time joining us, we are saying good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to wake up and pray, saints. Hallelujah to God. It's time to wake up and pray. Amen. Listen, if this is your first time joining us, I want to say God bless you and welcome. I pray that even though this may be your first time joining us, that it definitely will not be your last time joining us. You can meet us here every Tuesday and every Thursday morning for prayer. Amen. Why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you tell somebody it's time to pray? Go ahead and hit that share button. Maybe you may come on and watch this by replay. It's okay. You can still share it. Uh, We're saying those of you that may come on by the replay, Say replay, and if you're watching this right now, say, I'm watching right now, Pastor. And we are saying good morning to those of you that are on our phone line. Those are my ride or die, <laughs> my ride or die folks are on the phone line. I thank God for everybody that's watching, but the people that call in on the phone line, those are my peeps. Those are my peeps. So we are saying good morning, good morning, good morning. I got a word for you this morning. This thing been in my spirit since last night. Hallelujah. I pray I don't wake up the neighbors. I pray I do not wake up the neighbors. (laughs) Let me put my glasses on real quick, saints, because I see y'all saying something, but I can't see because I ain't got these glasses on. Hold on. All right. There we go. Lovely is here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sister Faith is here. Faith 40 is here. Terry is here. Good morning. Watching from Miami. Good morning. Oh, you're from New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. Where you at? Where you at, sis? I'm in South Jersey. I'm in South Jersey. I'm in South Jersey. Tell me where you at. Listen, I got a word to share with you this morning, brothers and sisters, that I believe is going to bless your life. I want you to go with me to Genesis chapter number 35. Somebody say Genesis 35. Where's my Genesis chapter number 35. Hey, Brother Collier, good morning, good morning. I thought you were on the phone line. You got you got both Brother Collier, you got the phone line and the uh you and Ryan. Who is that? Is that Ryan or is that Eric? Which, which one of y'all is that? <laughs> I got a couple that uh, connects with us. It's, it's both of y'all. Oh, okay. Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all. What uh what city are you in? Uh my sister that said that she's from Jersey. Listen, let's go go with me to um Go with me to Genesis chapter number 35. Uh, for those of you that know that are with us, you know that we are in our 30 days of prayer and consecration. And so, oh, you're in East Orange, so you're way up there. I'm down south. I'm I'm down here, Cherry Hill. I'm not. I'm actually not too far from Atlantic City. So, uh, I'm I'm all the way down. Here. Good morning, Robin. Um, those of you that know this, that are part of the ministry, you know that we have we are in a 30 day prayer and consecration. So we are meeting on the phone line every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can jump on the phone line for prayer Monday through Friday for prayer. Amen. And then on uh, on, um, Thursdays is when when we go live. Um, 
we are fasting, we are doing a Daniel fast for 30 days, or we are fasting every day until 4 o'clock p.m., all right? Uh, liquids only, liquids only until 4 o'clock p.m., or you could do the Daniel fast throughout. Um, and so if it's not too late to join us, if you would like to join us, we'd love to have you. We're here every Monday through Friday. I got to get in this word. Go with me to uh, Genesis chapter number 35, and we're going to st- begin reading at one. You know, the thing about being having a new year, and not just a new year, but the thing that we have to realize, brothers and sisters, is that every, every, every life, is filled, life is filled with new beginnings. Somebody say that, hey, Dina, life is filled with new beginnings. New beginnings are not just at the beginning of the year, but but every day uh, is a new day. Every week is a new week. Every year is a new year. So we, we are always engaging in new beginnings. We do not have to wait until the top of the year to say, I'm going to get myself together or I'm going to start doing the things that I know that God has called me to do. Because the, the and, and watch this. Every season is a new season, right? Every, every season is a new season. So we don't have to just have this January epiphany every year. Are, are, you, are, you, are you following me? Because every day is a new day. Every week is a new week. Every year is a new year. Every season is a new season. And we are only one decision away from a new beginning. Somebody say that with me. I am only one decision away from a new beginning. Your new beginning can begin at any time. Are, are, are you hearing? Good morning, John. I can't see what you're saying because I don't have my glasses on, but I'm going to come back. I see, I see the words there. Listen, your new beginning can begin at any time. All you have to do is make the decision to begin again. Are, are, are you hearing me? And so uh, um, there's always an opportunity for us to change, to grow, and to be better. And so God has some fresh things. Hallelujah. Somebody say fresh things. God has some fresh things. Good morning, Brother Troy. I've missed you. God has some fresh things that, that, he, wants, that he wants for us. Um, he, he, he tells us in Isaiah 43 and 18, he says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold. What is that word behold there? Behold means to stop, to look, and to see. He says, behold, I will do a new thing for you. Hallelujah. So listen. He says, listen to, listen to me. He says, don't remember. Stop thinking about the past. Stop thinking about what didn't happen. What? Stop thinking about what hurt you. Stop thinking about what didn't work. He says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of, oh, can I, can I tell you something real quick? Can I just get off my notes? And I, I want to really teach you something real quick, something that, that I've learned that has really helped me. You, and this is going to be like, you're not, it's not spiritual, but it's, but it's spiritual. And you know this is true. Your brain doesn't know the difference between a thought and reality, right? Your brain doesn't know the difference between a thought and reality. I'll prove it to you. You can have a thought about something that's not actually happening 
and your body will respond as if it is. Just stay with me here. So you can have a thought about something, a, a sad thought, and you can begin to cry. It's not happening, but you're thinking it, and that's because your brain doesn't know the difference between a thought and what's actually happening, right? So, so why am I saying this? Because when you continuously think the same thoughts over and over and over again that's happened in the past, that means you are essentially living in the past because the thought creates emotions. It creates feelings. And the thoughts and your feelings cre- create a way of being in your body. So every day, hey, Asia Pays, I love you. So every day that you are thinking about what happened yesterday, you are living in your past. Oh, y'all don't want to help me. Y'all don't want to help me this morning. So God is saying, Remembering the bad, quit remembering yesterday, because as long as you keep thinking about your yesterday, come on here, Zion, you will continue to live in your past. Well, God, why is it that I keep having the same day over and over and over again? The reason why you keep having the same day over and over and over again is because you keep thinking the same thing. And so you keep feeling the same way. So every day you wake up and you live in your past. Oh, but somebody say, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to my future. Come on. Come on. Somebody say, I'm going into my future. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm, getting, I'm getting up out of my past and I'm going into my future. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Somebody shout now. Y'all see, I'm on fire this morning. I said, somebody, somebody shout now. Now, now God's going to do it for me. I'm, I'm done with the old stuff. I'm done with the dumb stuff. I'm done with the stuff that doesn't work for me. I'm done with people that doesn't work for me. I'm done with relationships that don't work for me. No, God says he's got some fresh stuff. Somebody shout fresh I want fresh stuff. I want some fresh oil. I, let me. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting. I'm getting ahead of myself. So God says, now it shall spring forth. He says, shall you not know it? He says. He says, watch this. God says, I will even make a way in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert. I want to prophesy over your life today and day that God is about to take the impossible and make it possible for you. Yep. Let me say that again. God is about to take the impossible. How? Watch this. How do you have a river in a desert? Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> Somebody shout, forget it. Listen, how do you have a river in the desert? Rivers don't belong in deserts. What is God saying? God is saying, I'm about to do some things for you that people don't even think that you should have. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, I'm getting ready to put a river in the desert. If, it, if it, the whole idea of a, of a desert is that it's dry. <laughs> Oh, but God said, I'm getting, oh, the prophetic is on me this morning. He said, oh, I'm getting ready to take your dry stuff. 
Oh, yes, ah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. It, it, it was dry, uh-huh. but God is bringing it to life. I got, I got to get to my text. I got to get to my text. I got to come on, Morrison. I got to get to my text. So, so Genesis 35, Genesis 35, Genesis 35, Genesis 35, Genesis 35, 35 and 1. Then God said to Jacob, arise, and arise. Somebody shout arise. Right, Robin, receive this. Watch this. Watch this. I love when I put my glasses on because all of a sudden I can see everybody. He says, then God says to Jacob, go up to Bethel and dwell there. Listen to this. Let me, let me calm down because this is a word for you. Don't go nowhere. Stay with me. Stay with me. Arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I think I'm just, I'm just going to stay right here. So let me, let me give you the background of this text. The background is that Jacob was in a place of great fear. He had great fear and he had great uncertainty. And so he was struggling. There was a lot that had been going on with him uh, personally, right? And so Jacob had been struggling with great grief. Somebody say great grief. And many of us, Many of us are dealing with grief. Some of us have grief of loss of loved ones. Some of us have grief, loss of our jobs. Some of us have grief of lost relationships. Some of us uh, have grief of lost friendships. I mean, there's all kind of things and different ways that you can grieve. So, so, so we understand that. So, so Jacob is, is struggling, with, struggling with grief and shame um, because of, of his family and because of his situation. Now, what had happened, listen to me, uh, his daughter Dinah had been raped by, by, a, a, by, by a son of a prince in another land. And so Jacob and his family, because his daughter had been raped, y'all just stay with me. I want to lay this text because God's got a word for you here. Uh, because his daughter had been raped, his family was experiencing a lot of shame and a lot of grief. So uh, Jacob had two sons, uh, Simeon and Levi, and they had tricked, uh, 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 they had tricked, uh, uh, Shechem and the men in the city uh, into getting circumcised. And after they got circumcised, then they went in and they, they raided them and they killed them all. And so now Jacob, <coughs> Jacob is terrified because of the possibility of the future. He's afraid of being attacked. Just stay with me because God's got a word for you, all right? It's not just prophetic. We, we've, got, we've got to get this word. And so what God says to Jacob in the midst of this, watch this. Now, in the midst of his family pain, now his daughter had been raped. Family was under attack. Are, are you hearing me? He's going through great grief. He's go, he, there's a lot of, just get this in your mind, there's a lot of things that's going on around him that would cause him to want to be depressed. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of things that's going on around him that would make him want to give up. Is there, is there anybody in the church this morning? Yes, there's a lot of things that's going around him that makes him want to throw in the towel, but God speaks so word to him, and God says, arise. Hallelujah. God speaks to Jacob, and he, said, he says to him, he says, arise. He says, I want you to go to Bethel, and I want you to stay there. And not, not only do I want you to stay there, he says, but I want you to make an altar there. Somebody say, make an altar. 
Come on, come on, come on. He says, make an altar there. Watch this. To the same God, watch this, hallelujah, I want you to make an altar to the same God who appeared before you when you fled from your brother Esau. See, you got to remember, watch this, brothers and sisters, that the same God that delivered you before is the same God that's going to deliver you now. Listen, listen, God has not lost his power. The same way he was with you before when you didn't have nothing, the same way he was with you before when you almost lost your mind, the same way he was with you before. Come on here, y'all got it. He's the same God. And he says, I want you to make an altar there. Somebody say, Lord, I'm going to make my altar. Watch this. So what does God say to him? God gives him a fresh word. Somebody say a fresh word. God gives him a fresh word, and he says to Jacob, get up. <laughs> yes, God. Uh-huh. Jacob needed, let me, let me help somebody here. Let me calm down. Jacob needed a new beginning that needs a new beginning this morning. Jacob needed a new beginning. He needed a fresh start. He needed a fresh encounter with God. So God, listen, God desires to speak to us. He desires to speak to us. He desires to initiate a new beginning. God doesn't want us to stay in the pain. God doesn't want us to stay in the shame. God doesn't want us to stay in the despondency. No, God wants us to have a fresh start. So God speaks a word to him. Why? Because God is the God of new things. Yes, God. Come on, Zion. Come with me this morning. Come on. I said, God is the God of new things. Somebody say that. Somebody say, I know that's right. And so watch this. The words that God speaks to us can bring light to us. That's why we've got to be willing to spend time with the Lord. We've got to be willing to listen to him. We've got to be willing to do what he says to do. Watch this, because one word from the Lord can change your life forever. God's word brings us direction and hope. Are you hearing me? I said the word, when God speaks to us, the word of the Lord that comes to us will give us direction and it will give us hope. We've just got to be listening to what he says. So what, is, what does he say? I want to get in this because we got to pray. It's almost time for us to pray. So, so there, there, there are some prophetic directives. Somebody say that with me. Somebody type that in the screen, prophetic directives. There are some prophetic directives. For those of you that are watching on social media, I know the phone line people can't do it, but give us some hearts real quick. Hit those hearts. Everybody start hitting those hearts. Light those hearts up for me if this word is being a blessing to you. Go ahead and, and hit those hearts. Watch this. Listen, let me give you some prophetic directives for this year. The first prophetic directive, somebody put this down the screen. Number one, the first prophetic directive is arise. The first prophetic directive. The first prophetic directive is arise. What does arise mean? Arise means to stand up. It means to stir up. It means to raise one hand. To arise means to become powerful. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody say, become powerful, become powerful. Watch this. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to the word of the Lord. Because nobody can make changes and achieve anything sitting down. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're going to do anything this year, you've got to get up. Come on. 
Come on, is the Lord helping us this morning? I said, if you're going to do anything this year, you can't do it sitting down. So God God knows that our tendency is to be depressed. Our tendency is to sit down and cry. Our tendency is to sit down and die. Go ahead and hit that share button for those of you that are watching on Facebook. Go ahead and hit that share button. This word is going to bless somebody on your timeline today. Watch this. Nobody can make changes and achieve great things sitting down. So, so when we're, when we're sitting down, sitting down often uh, 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 equates with a place of defeat, right? When we talk about sitting down, you know, uh, and there's a lot of different examples. I, I, I won't go into it, but remember when Elijah, when Elijah was running and he sat under that juniper tree because he thought that Jezebel was going to kill him? He was defeated and he was sitting. So God knows that our sitting is an indication of internal defeat. So he gives us a prophetic directive this morning, and that prophetic directive is arise. Are y'all hearing the word of the Lord this morning? And so we've got to make a decision. Watch this. We've got to make a decision to arise from apathy. We've got to make the decision to arise from, from lukewarmness, to arise from fear. We've got to make a decision to arise from shame. Come on, somebody say, Lord, give me the strength to arise. Give me the strength to get up from here. Give me the strength to keep on going. He gave him a word, and God gave this word to Jacob, but he's given this word to us today, and that word is arise. Somebody say arise. So when we arise, when God tells us to arise, when God tells us to arise, God is challenging each and every one of us to arise out of our current situation. Just because you are there doesn't mean that you have to stay there. Come on. Come on. Somebody say amen to that. Somebody say amen to that. Just because you are there, it doesn't mean that you have to stay there. And then he gives them another word. He says, go up to Bethel. Now, what is Bethel? Bethel is the house of God. It's the place that, 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 uh, 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 that, that Jacob first encountered God with the dream. Remember, Jacob had the dream, and the angels were ascending and descending to heaven and coming down from heaven, right? God tells him, go back to that place where you know I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his, 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 father, his father Abraham had built an altar in that place. Uh-huh. His, his grandfather had built an altar in that place. And so sometimes you got to go back to the place where, where you know that you can find God. You got to go back to, to doing the things that you knew that you were doing when, when you had that intimate relationship with God. Are, are y'all hearing me this morning? And so Bethel was a place where he had encountered a promise. It was a place where he had encountered his purpose. It was a place where he had encountered his inheritance. Somebody say, I'm going back to that place. Yeah, because, see, a lot of us have gotten away from the place where we know God called us. We've gotten away from the place where God spoke to us. We've gotten away from the place where we know that God was dealing with us and we could hear from God and God was speaking to us. We've gotten away from that place. But God says to us this morning, go back there. 
Go go back to that place. I, I want you to go back to that place. Go back to where the presence of the Lord is. Go back to the to the place where where the supernatural is. Go back to the place where the where you can tap into the realm of the spirit. Some of us have gotten away. We've gotten away from God. We've gotten away from that place where we can tap in. Somebody say tap in. We've gotten away from that place where we can hear God, where where His where we are intimate with Him. He says, "Go back there." He says, "And when you get there, and when you get there, I'm almost done. Watch this. When you get there, He says, dwell there.' Somebody say dwell there. When you get there, dwell there. What does that word dwell mean? That word dwell it means to remain. It means to abide. It means to marry. Somebody say that with me. When God tells us that he wants us to remain in the place, see, see, some of us, God is getting ready to give you your stability back. Yeah, because some of us have been too unstable. So, so God says to us, he says, I want you to dwell there. I want you to remain there. I want you to abide there. No more of this back and forth. No more of this sometime up and sometime down. No, God says, I want you to get there and stay there. Somebody say that with me. Get there and stay there. Uh-huh, that's right. Faith Stay there. Get your focus. Stay in that place. Uh, remove the distractions. Watch this, because nothing can be kept, nothing can be built. We we can't build anything uh, uh, being casual and uncommitted. Let me say that again for the church members that that's in the back. I said we can't. We can't build anything being casual and uncommitted. No, that's not going to work. What we got to do is we got to stay there. Somebody said, I'm going to put my foot on the gas. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going I'm to put my foot on, I'm going to put my, my knee on it. Yeah, I'm going to put my knee on it. And so you've got to understand, brothers and sisters, when God is telling us to dwell there, it's because we cannot have a casual personal relationship with God. No, that's not what he wants. He doesn't want us to be religious. He doesn't want us to have just a bunch of words and religion. No, and we don't have any power to change. Listen, we got all of these tongues, and we've got all of this Holy Ghost, and we've got power to cast the devil out, but we don't have power to change our lives. Oh, God is helping us this morning. God is helping us. God is helping us this morning. We got power to pray for others. We've got power to help other people. We got power to see the demons in other people, but we don't have enough power to redirect and readjust our own lives. No, that's not the kind of life that God wants us to live. And so we have to understand, and we're getting ready to pray, brothers and sisters, we have to understand that we are called to protect. Participate. Somebody say participate. We are called to participate in what God has for us. We are called to participate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're called to participate in the blessing. Yeah, we just think that, that we, you know, this we're not the children of Israel. We're not just going to wake up and go outside and it's going to be manna on the ground. Watch this. Because, because even, watch this, the children of Israel only didn't have to work for what they needed when they were in bondage. But when God took them out of bondage and brought them in the promised land, they had to work. Come on, Zion. 
Somebody say they had to work. Yeah, they had to work. As long as they were in Egypt, when they were in bondage, the Bible says that they woke up in the morning and, and there was manna on the ground. Uh-huh. But when God shifted them, oh, Shabbat, there's a shift coming. And, and, and when you get into this shift, you're going to have to participate. Yeah, God says that they, they had, watch this, the grapes were so large and, and it, it was a land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, but they had to cultivate it. They had to work it. Oh, I got, to, I got to go. I got to go. And the last thing he told him, he said, make an altar. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? That's right, faith. A shift is coming. Somebody say a shift is coming. And so he said to make an altar. What does that word there mean? When he talks about, when God tells us to make an altar, it, it, it's a place or a platform that is dedicated for sacrifice or service. Are, are, are you... Sacrifice and service. Somebody say that sacrifice and service. And, and, and listen, you can make an altar to God or you can make an altar to the devil. The choice is yours. Are, are, are you hearing me? An altar is a meeting place. Somebody say it's a meeting place. It, it's a meeting place between the physical and the spiritual world. An altar is a meeting place between a spiritual, a physical and a spiritual world. It is the place that you go to where you commune with God. Here, you are here in the earth realm, but your spirit taps into the realm of the spirit. And so God says to make an altar there. An altar is a gateway. It's a gateway into an invisible realm. Are you, are you all following me this morning? Are you following me? It's a gateway into an invisible, it's a gateway into an invisible realm of the spirit that allows the blessings of God to flow. Somebody say, I'm going to get me an altar. Come on. Come on. Somebody say, I'm going to get me an altar. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get me, I'm going to get me, I'm going to get me an altar. And it's the place, watch this, where something is sacrificed or given in exchange for something else. When you make an altar to God, you are making a sacrifice. You are sacrificing one thing for another. So, so God says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to arise. He said, and then I, he said, I want you to get up. He said, I want you to go back to the place where you know I am. He said, and when you get there, I want you to make me an altar. Are, are you hearing me this morning? And so, and so you've got to understand, brothers and sisters, that as we are in this 2021, God has some directness for us. What is he saying? He says, tell them, Aziza, that I know that 2020 was a tough year. I know that it was a difficult year. I know that there's been a lot of loss. I know that there's been a lot of grief. I know that there's been a lot of shame, but I am the same God that blessed them before. He says, tell them to arise. He says, tell them to get up. He says, tell them not to be complacent. He says, because I got some new stuff for them. Come on, Zion. I come to prophesy to about 10 of you this morning to let you know that, that God got some new things for you. You don't have to stay in your old place because God's God got fresh oil. Somebody say fresh oil. 
Yeah, God's got some new wine. He's got some new things for you. Watch this. Some of us are trying to operate in our old oil, and God is not there anymore. Some of us are trying to operate in old patterns, and God's not there anymore. God is. Some of us are trying to operate in old anointings, in old ministries, in old ways, in old mindsets. No, God is not there anymore. You've got to get connected with what God is doing today. You've got to tap in. Somebody say tap in. You've got to tap in to where God is today because your old oil cannot fight against these new demons. God's got some new stuff for you. He's got fresh things. Somebody shout fresh. He's got fresh dreams. He's got fresh ideas. He's got a fresh vision for you. You're still trying to do some of the things that you are trying to do. The expiration date on it has passed. You've got to loose it and let it go. And you've got to get back on that altar and say, God, what is it that you're doing for me today? Because I want something fresh. I, I, I want something new. I, 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 I want God to do something new in me. God says, tell them I'm getting ready to anoint their head with oil. Yeah, your head, your head, your head. Somebody lay your hands on your head right now and say, God, anoint me with fresh oil. David said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I need God to do something new in me. I don't want nothing old. I don't want nothing stale. But I want God to do something new in me. Wherever God is is where I want to be. I don't want to be where God was. I don't want to be where God used to be, but I want to be where God is. And he says if they can just get enough strength to arise up, arise up from the pain, arise up from the shame, arise up from the disappointment, God says I've got something fresh for you. He says tell them a season that their cups are about to run over. Somebody say that with me. My cup, come on, shout it with me. Come on, Zion, open up your mouth and say, my cup is going to run over. He said, tell them that I've got something new for them. I've got something but you can't get what God has for you today if you are still in your yesterday. That's why you got to move from your yesterday into your today so that God can fill you and God can give you more than enough. Somebody say, more than enough. And so, Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for this word. We thank you, Father, for our directives in 2021. We thank you, Father, for giving us the grace to make it through 2020. But now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we have entered into a new season. We've entered into a new realm, into a new dimension, and into a new plane. Father, we want you to know today that we don't want to be where you were, but we want to be where you are. And so, Father, we make a declaration today to forget those things which are behind us and to press forth to those things that are ahead of us. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us the grace to press. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you would give us the grace to go forward. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you would give us the grace to run on. We want to see what the end is going to be. Father, there are some things that have happened in our lives that causes us to be ashamed and embarrassed and we are unable to forgive 
ourselves. But Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, we lay them down at your feet and we nail them to the cross of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we don't want to hold on to them any longer, but we're going to loose it and we're going to let it go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to go back to that place where we first met you. We want to go back to that place where you first spoke to us. We want to go back to that place where you gave us our dreams and where you gave us our purpose and where you gave us our direction. We want to meet you at that place again. And Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we decree and declare that this time we're going to hold on to the horn of the altar. This time we're not going to let you go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we repent this morning because we've let you go in the past. We repent this morning because we walked away from you. We repent this morning because our jobs became more important than you, because money became more important than you, because destiny became more important to you. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we repent this morning, and we ask God that you would forgive us of our sins, and we say we're coming back, Lord. We're coming back this morning. Come on, Zion, help me pray. Oh, Father, we're coming back, Lord. We're coming back to the altar. We're coming back to your presence. We're coming back to where you are in the name of Jesus. And oh, Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you gave us a promise that when we come back to you this time, you're going to anoint us with fresh oil. Oh, Father, we know, Jesus, that our old oil, it won't work in our new season. So, Father, we thank you for new. We decree and declare new blessings. We decree and declare new oil. We decree and declare new favor. We decree and declare new opportunities. We decree and declare new doors. We decree and declare new contracts. We decree and declare new clients. We decree and declare new opportunities. In the name of Jesus, all things are passed away. And behold, all things are coming new. And so, Father, we're looking to you. We're looking to you, Father. We're looking to you. We're not looking to ourselves. We're not looking to our friends. We're not looking to our lie. We're not looking to Buddha. We're not looking to this world. We're not looking to Krishna. But we're looking to you, Jesus. We're looking to you, Lord. Oh, Father, if it's in our heart and you don't want us there, we ask God that you would take it out in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father. We pray today that you would uproot it, uproot every demonic thought, uproot every demonic spirit, uproot every demonic habit that is in our lives, that is not like you. Oh, Father, we pray today in the name of Shabbatiah. We pray, God, that every demonic thought that's been planted, every seed, and every tree that's been planted in our lives that is not from God. We uproot it now in the name of Jesus. We cancel it by the root in the name of Jesus. We cut it by the root.